Do you, do you have more respect for me now? I, I don't know what I have for you. <laughs> I tell you what I do respect, though. I learned something about you yesterday. <laughs> Stop. Oh, Put your finger sorry. down. Sorry. I learned something about you yesterday. I just, miss, I just miss it. And I cannot believe you have not revealed this to me until yesterday. What? You have a connection to The Bachelor. No, I do not. No. Nope. Okay. What? <gasps> yes. Explain yourself. Listen. All it was was a phone call saying, Kesney Tausinga, that guy's in trouble. <laughs> he was the one that submitted me to The Bachelor. <laughs> he, like, did my whole profile, told him what my career was, you know, how old I was, all that stuff, and included some pictures. They called me up. <laughs> said, hey, is this Michael? I was like, yeah. They're like, this is uh, so-and-so from The Bachelor. We want you to come audition to become to be the next bachelor. For the what show. in the world? And you said no? I was like, "Thank you, but no thanks." Aww. Here's why. Here's why. I worked too hard in football to let something like the bachelor overshadow my my legacy. Michael, that's Once you go on the terrible. bachelor, that that's all you're having known as. having 27 girls oodle and <laughs> google over you. <laughs> You know what? In uh, in my mom's ears, that does sound terrible. <laughs> That's the real and reason you said you no. Need, you need the green light Can't from do the parental. Can't do it from my mom. No, my still, mom. Still as a grown man, I still need to get the green light. You know, I'll give you this much. Jesse Palmer is awesome as a college football analyst, and he's on Good Morning America now. Like, the guy is really sharp on TV. Most people still remember him. Oh, yeah, he was the guy that was The Bachelor, right? Exactly my point. You know, he, he works very hard in his career. And very, he's still a very bachelor. Very talented, but he, he's The Bachelor first. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This has been an amazing start to the show. The, the mustache. What is that, by the way? Is that marker on your finger? It's just a little Sharpie. <laughs> no, I don't do this with my clients when I go. I was going to say, go is that a selling point for your clients? Oh my goodness! You should flash that back. I was asked to be on The Bachelor at one point. So, are you interested in joining a company? You want to sign right there in the dotted line, sir? It's time, it's time we move on. <laughs> Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. As reported yesterday, Adam Hine did miss the first few practices earlier this week, but it's not due to his injury. BYU Sports Nation learned that Hine was excused to attend some dental school interviews. And to me, that sounds like he was already injured. You know, if, if they're letting you go and leave practice, you probably weren't going to practice anyway. Okay, but he did practice yesterday. Oh, he did? He did practice yesterday. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Uh, well, I, I, guess he's, I guess he's doing okay. Look, he just got to take care of business. Yeah. Are they overlooking San Jose State? I know. Don't even know. <laughs> We're not going okay. there yet. The 14th ranked BYU women's volleyball team takes on St. Mary's tonight. The game will be broadcast on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. Jerem Jordan, Amy Gant on the call. BYU women's basketball also in action tonight at the Marriott Center in an exhibition game against Fort Lewis College out of the RMAC. Game tips at 9 p.m. Eastern. Daniel Summerhays is tied for 16th at the World Golf Championships. That's sweet. HSBC Champions Tournament in Shanghai, China. Summerhays shot a four under in round one. Wow. How cool is that? You play golf for a living and you travel the world. And then when you're done playing golf professionally, you know what? You go join a club. And you get to just golf with guys all day, every day. And people are all like, hey, I'll give you an insane amount of money to help me better my golf game. Usually the guys you're golfing with are like, you know, CEOs and executives, people who you would like to network with anyway. Daniel Summerhays is a good dude and a good golfer. Well done. Good luck in Shanghai. On that note, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Beware the classic trap game. San Jose State is a team 
team that can, that can win. San Jose State does some things well, and BYU needs to show up to win that game. ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich initially put it out there on Monday. This is also the same guy that said don't sleep on Idaho State, and he was partially serious. BYU needs to beware the trap game. The Cougars are 6-2. and two. They head to the Bay Area in California today. They'll face San Jose State tomorrow. Michael, let's face it. This is a team that BYU 100% should beat. They're a 13.5-point favorite according to oddsmakers. Okay, and I agree. I agree that they should beat them. But with Missouri, an SEC name-brand opponent awaiting BYU in Kansas City next week, the tendency sometimes is to look past an opponent you should beat because of the big approaching game a little bit further down the line. Thus, the trap game specification. But is this week really that game? Bring on the Twitter question of the day. Michael, would you do the honors? Is San Jose State a trap game for BYU? Why or why not? Hmm. First tweet in from at Twiggy or Stone. He says, no. The team has had to come back in almost every game. I think they understand how hard it is to get a win. You buying into that answer? BYU's faced some adversity against basically every opponent they've faced this year except for Wagner and have found a way to win in six of those eight games. Okay, Wagner is Wagner. I know. I know. All the other games that they've played have been against some pretty decent opponents. San Jose State, not good. So I can see them overlooking San Jose State. Whoa, 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 whoa. You see BYU overlooking San Jose State. Yes. Even though they're not. Okay. I'm, this is a trap game. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Okay, well, just to be fair, let's list all of the prototypical reasons why okay. this qualifies as a trap okay, game. I already, I already set the stage with the big name SEC opponent coming a week later in Missouri, plus BYU coming off of a bye week. But okay. shouldn't that yeah. help? Coming off a bye week. And then a Wagner, a Wagner, by the way, is just another word of saying bye week is just spelled differently. <laughs> so, so, so you're coming off of two weeks without playing a good football game. Okay. Okay. Number two. To San Jose State. Late start, 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 8.30 Pacific, 11.30 Eastern. Bronco Mendenhall told me, seriously, he told me this yesterday, his usual bedtime is 9.30. BYU practices at 6 a.m. every day. How much will that affect the team? You know what? You're, you're in the hotel with a bunch of your teammates, a bunch of your buddies, these are brothers. You got a late game tomorrow night. You don't need to wake up early. So you know what they're doing in the hotel the night before? They're running through the hallways, <laughs> pillow fighting. These are young kids FaceTiming their wife if they have a wife or Snapchatting their girlfriends. Maybe they have multiple. I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in the hotel room. You're just messing around, just having a good time with your buddies, playing on your phone, staying up late. You're washing down Cheetos and Pop-Tarts with Soda, you know, like they're not going to be early to Any bed. coach that is hearing this right now, Michael, is like laying the smack down on the team tonight because you're Good, saying that's this. why I'm saying this. Make sure that that does not happen. Okay, number three, Tyler Irvin, really good running back, number three rusher in the country. But who have they played? 145 yards per game. He's an NFL draft pick. Oh, my goodness. Running back style. I mean, he, he's a good player. I'll give him that. He's a good player. But how concerned are you about BYU shutting down Tyler Irvin? Overrated. Okay. I think Tyler Irvin is overrated. Okay. Okay, so on that, on that side of the thing, you're like, eh, not buying into the Tyler Irvin no. argument. No. Okay. Last but not least, San Jose State has the number one ranked pass defense in the country. 122 yards a game. They are surrendering. It's 
by a landslide, that is the number one pass defense in the country. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I add a few to your list sure, of why, why this is a trap sure. game? Sure. Okay. For first of all, it's a small venue. This is gonna be the smallest road venue that BYU's played on so far this season. What does that have to do with anything? So before the this, the smallest the one was Nebraska. The football feels the same before dynamic. This game, the smallest road venue they played on was Nebraska, eighty-seven thousand. Talk about Friday night lights. So a Friday game in like a Friday in a high school sized venue. Uh, you're going to have the feel of, of this isn't a very important game when you walk into this, that venue. <laughs> it's going to be hard to overlook that. Second of all, every San Jose State fan is super angry. With BYU you right now. is by far the toughest opponent that San Jose State has faced all season. Exactly. And if you don't think that they've had butterflies and knots in their stomach all week preparing for BYU, you're wrong. These guys are going to be pumped out of their minds to play BYU this week. Okay. It's almost like if, if BYU was preparing to play a top 10 opponent. Okay. That sounds like preparing to play us. Okay, I'll give you that one. BYU. I'll give you, this, is like, this is like a bowl game type, out of conference, name brand opponent. BYU's been in the news a lot. I will give you that much. San Jose State will be amped to play BYU. And I'm not, okay, I know you're, tell me you're not, tell, I, I, you're not saying BYU's no, no, going to lose. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying San Jose State is going to be able to pull, up an, pull off an upset. Okay, so why is this a trap all, game? All I think is the game's just a little weird. And it's going to be closer than, than most expect. There, you know, it, there are a lot of style points to be won this game, and style points do matter. And if these guys, if BYU does not take this game seriously, that, that's why it's a trap game. They're going to miss out on those style points, and the game's going to be closer than they would like it to be. This is not a trap game. And trust me, I'm not saying BYU doesn't need to show up because they do. I'm just confident BYU will show up and play sharp. Also, let's be fair to the numbers does San Jose State have the number one pass defense in the country? Yes. We already profiled that. But who have they played? BYU TV college football analyst Blaine Fowler referenced that very thing earlier this week. It's because they played Air Force and Oregon State and they can't throw. <laughs> <laughs> and Auburn didn't even try to throw. So they really haven't played a team. If you look at the entire schedule, they haven't played a team that's a throw-first team that actually wants to attack them throwing the football. Let's take it one step further, shall we, and roll out our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen to this. The best, the best pass offense San Jose State has faced all year is Auburn. And they're ranked 93rd. Auburn threw the ball 10 times in that game. <laughs> A 14-point loss for the Spartans. Oh, my gosh. 93rd? That's the best? Listen to these other powerhouse Division I passing offenses the Spartans have faced this year, Michael. Keep in mind, there are 128 Division I teams. Air Force ranked 124. Oregon State, 114. Fresno State, 112. UNLV, 103. San Diego State, 117. New Mexico, 122. (laughs) They've played nobody that can throw the ball. Michael, what high school did you go to in Hawaii? I went to Kahuku High School. Oh, okay. All right. Well, guess what? Kahuku High School would have a top-rated pass defense against that schedule. <laughs> Again, I repeat myself. Are they going? Is San Jose State going to pull off an upset? No way, Jose. <laughs> no way, San Jose State. Jose State. Oh, but that was fantastic. The things I think on part- the board that are left to be lost are style points. That's what I'm saying. That's, okay. a, that's a trap game. Style points. I think it could get weird. And I just don't. I mean, that's like saying, Michael, I've never lost a board game or any sporting event or anything to my son. Oh, he's four years old, too. 
But still, I've never go play somebody, dude. Go like t- challenge yourself. And, and that's why I don't have you know a lot of respect for the running back. I'm sure he's a talented athlete, but he hasn't proven himself against a good team yet. BYU has the 23rd ranked pass offense in the country, by the way. Tanner Mangum's going to shred this defense. And the funny thing is he might not have to because San Jose State's rush defense is abysmal. 115. That's why Adam Hina came back. This is not a <laughs> trash game. What did, what did Tyler Irvin, their NFL running back, do against the, the only decent rush defense they face all year? He ran for 22 yards, Michael, against San Diego State. Not a trap oh, game. Gosh. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Is San Jose State a trap game for BYU? Why or why not? Let's get some of your tweets. It's Twitter time. At Talk to Boyd. No. If BYU did not let up for Wagner, they are not going to slack on San Jose. If you're going to compare Wagner to San Jose State, you're, I'm sorry. You're wrong. Wagner is, like I said, it's a buy spelled differently. San Jose State is still a good team of good athletes. <laughs> uh, at Hutch underscore Coog, not a chance. The team wants to win out, and that starts here, not next week. I think these people are thinking they're not going to lose. It's going to be close. Up next, John Beck joins the program for his weekly visit. Does he buy into this trap game business? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. No way, San Jose. Countdown to kickoff. We'll get you ready for BYU at San Jose State tomorrow night. The show begins at 10.30 p.m. Eastern with Dave, Blaine, Brian, and David breaking down the game in studio and Spencer Linton in San Jose with pregame interviews. Countdown to kickoff at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Is it a trap game, folks? San Jose State against BYU. Are the Cougars overlooking the Spartans? Why or why not? At H. Westover tweets this in. It's a trap that BYU won't fall for. I will be sitting on the 14th row at the 50-yard line cheering my guts out. More BYU than San Jose State fans. That's the thing. You bring up the high school football venue, whatever, mm-hmm. okay? There will be more BYU fans okay. than San Jose State You know fans. what? That happened two years ago, too. Do you remember the outcome of that game? They had an NFL quarterback, Michael. Still. David Fails. <laughs> this, team, this team is nowhere near. That team finished ranked. They were 10-3. and three. Uh, Okay, okay. Okay, different teams. I get that. Yes, yes. You know, let's get the I'll give you that one. Let's get the opinion of another former BYU football player. John Beck joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, a man who threw for over 11,000 yards as a BYU quarterback and a guy who can flat-out dance. John, let's start there. I knew you could Dougie, man. <laughs> but doing the whip and nene in a Darth Vader costume, where did that come from? <laughs> my sons. My, uh, my little boys learned the whip and nene and have been doing it lately and wanted to do the whip and nene in the Halloween costumes and... Dad was Darth Vader, so I had to go on with it. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, you need to follow John Beck on Twitter. So we're we're going to retweet that right now again. All right, by the way, are you a big Halloween guy? Because you've sent in some pictures that would say that you totally buy into this holiday. You know what? Uh, I grew up in a family where my dad was a very big Halloween guy. Always, I think it was his favorite, so he took it you know, seriously. Like He always dressed up, decorated the house. And for me, during the NFL time, I really didn't get a chance to soak in Halloween like I wish I could have with these young little boys. I always had to either get everybody dressed in their costumes, I get to be with them for a few minutes, take pictures, and I'd have to leave to a team hotel. Or you just don't really get to have that 
time to enjoy Halloween with your family. So since I've been done playing and I wanted to say, okay, I'm going to soak this thing as full as I can. So, you know, I went on the full-out Darth Vader costume this year, and uh, only one other year I can think of in the last 10 years have I really been able to just really soak in Halloween. So it's been fun. Good are stuff you, are you John a big Beck. Star Wars fan? I mean, you, you already have uh, tickets my, for Episode Seven. Is, is my real listen, question. I barely knew anything about Star Wars. <laughs> and then my oldest son has everything memorized. He can tell you everybody from every show, every X-Wing, at-at, <laughs> like you or whatever. I mean, his room is a Lego Star Wars room. So, you know, I'm trying to be the best dad I can be. So I have watched them all. I'm learning the things. And uh, I really enjoyed being Darth Vader because he was Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I can't tell you how many little duels we had in the street walking around just put a big smile on his face. So he's the Star Wars guy in our family. Nice. Everyone else went along. Well, fittingly, we have a drop on this show. It's a trap! I think you should. Can we hit it now? Do we have that one? If not, anyway, it, it comes from Star Wars. And so on that note, we've been talking about the trap game, John. San Jose State has been labeled a trap game by ESPN's Trevor Maddich. I don't know if I'm buying into it. In fact, I'm not buying into it at all. I think BYU will be sharp and they will steamroll the Spartans. But let's be fair to the situation. How do you see this game for BYU going into San Jose State late on a Friday night? Um, I don't really see it as a trap team. I think there's scenarios where you could see teams the way that they are, the way their season's gone, and look at them and say, wow, this team might be set up for a trap game. But I just don't see that with this BYU team. I think there's been too many close games where this team has had to rally in the fourth quarter, and I think they are in a they're in an emotional state where they understand, guys, we've come so far to get to where we're at. We've won so many close games to get to where we're at. Look what we have left. Let's keep the pedal to the metal and finish. And I think it's also uh, a tribute to Bronco Mendenhall. I think that he's just been through so many experiences. I can't see Bronco letting his team be in a mental position to have a track team because that's what it really comes down to, the mental side of things. Um, if you allow yourself to slip into a thought process of, we got this if we just show up. And I don't see this BYU team having that. I don't think they've had enough blowout games this year where they've just been able to roll people, where they would have that type of a thought process of, if we just show up, we'll probably roll through these guys. It is good to have an expectation to win and believe that when I come and step on this field, we're going to win, but I don't see this BYU team having that thought process. So I don't think it's a trap game, in my opinion. And like you guys said earlier, I don't think that this San Jose State team is probably a good enough team to put themselves in a position to be a team to catch BYU in a trap. BYU has a few things going against them. So there's a late start, and then on top of that, they're coming off of a two-week hiatus. How are those things going to affect the game? You know, I think that the, the early start is the harder one to deal with. When you have to travel across, you know, coast to coast, and your time clock gets messed up, and all of a sudden you have to do things earlier. Like, I was at the Michigan game, and I think that that situation, when I flew in that night and I saw the schedule for the BYU players, from my experiences, I looked at that as a much tougher situation than a late game. I think the late game, the only thing you have to deal with is sitting around all day and dealing with the, you know, the anxiety of waiting. You, you want to play the game. You want to wake up that morning. You want to have your routine. And in the middle of the day, you want to be playing a football game. Well, that doesn't happen. So you're a little out of your routine, and you have to delay that performance anxiety where you're just, okay, what's going to happen? How's this going to play out? How am I going to do all those things? So 
for the most part, I think you have to do a good job of kind of distracting yourself, having a plan, letting your, not, letting your emotions not get amped up too soon. That's the biggest issue with the late game. BYU trying to go 7-2. and two. The longest win streak in independence is five games for BYU. They can equal that with a win over San Jose State. But let's be honest, ambitions are higher than that. BYU wants to finish the regular season with 10 wins. And I've talked to a number of players that feel like they can do that, that they can run the table in November and finish the regular season at 10-2. and two. What kind of a chance do you give BYU, knowing what you know and having seen what you've seen from Tanner Mangum and that offense, that they can run the table in November, John? I think they have a great chance. I think we all knew heading into the season that BYU can put themselves in a in a situation where they've won the majority of their games by the end of October. They have a great opportunity to run the table. Um, I think for the most part, we look at the probably the two games as the could say are the toughest is maybe Missouri and Utah State. But I think both of those teams maybe aren't quite as good as everyone anticipated to start the season. So, you know, you can never just say, well, we should get this team no matter what, because you never know. In the game of football, things can go a team's way. They can have a few chick plays up their sleeve that get you. You can't ever just say, well, we guarantee this win. But I would say that if they stay focused, if they just stay consistent, this is one thing I like about this team. They've been consistent except for the Michigan game. But now we've all learned how good of a team Michigan is. And to ask a you know, freshman quarterback to be at the helm and probably what was only, I think it was like his third or fourth start, right? Yeah, in that environment against that team, that's tough. But for the most part, wipe away that game. I'd say this has been a very consistent football team, um, given the circumstances. So in reality, I think it's a great chance to run the table, and I'm looking forward to it. I've had a lot of fun watching this team. I've had a lot of fun watching Tanner. I, I think it's great to have somebody step in and have the type of season that he's having. Because I know most BYU fans wondered what was going to happen when Taysom got injured, and I was like, I was the exact same. When when Taysom went down, how's it going to go? And it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so I look forward to them running the table. John Beck with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation contributor, football analyst, former NFL quarterback and standout at BYU. Okay, John, you, you bring up consistency. Which of the position groups on either side of the ball for BYU has impressed you the most through eight games this season? Well, you know the position that my eyes see. I am a quarterback guy, and I've just been so impressed with Tanner. And I know that, uh, you know, we've been, you know, ranting and raving about the guy since the beginning, but it's well-deserved. Um, I'm very impressed with what he's done, how he's handled the situation, um, how he's played in the fourth quarter of games, um, just coming off a mission. I mean, I know what it's like, and I know how you can feel rusty. And I had, you know, probably three times as long as he had coming back from a mission. So just to see the way that he's performed, and I know that in every game there's been, you know, times where, there's been things that he can improve on and all of those things that, you know, it's a freshman playing in this environment, it's a freshman playing in an offense, those guys around me hasn't been with. That's given. Aside from the things that are given, I've just been so impressed with the way that things have gone and, you know, his demeanor, his poise. I just think uh, it taps off to the person as a person. Taking, you know, just football aside, like there's something special about the guy as a person and it shows in the way that he is in games. So I've just been so impressed with Tanner. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that I've been impressed with. There's a lot of positions. But because I'm a quarterback guy, I just uh, – I'm excited to see the progression that he's going to be able to have, especially because I believe it's allowed him to start off on the right foot. I think it, it can be so detrimental to a quarterback's development to start off on a bad foot or to place him in a situation where the circumstances are bad, uh, there's not a lot of help around him. And I've just been happy to see a guy been 
has been put in a situation that's not an easy one, and there's been able to be positives. There's been able to be wins. There's been able to be moments when I see him running off the field with a smile on his face. Even though there's things to improve on, he's able to take the positives away from it. You need that as a quarterback early on in your development. So that excites me because when you get started off on a right foot, the progression happens so much better, and that excites me. BYU listed as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, what do you want to see out of BYU this game? You know, you talked about Tanner a little bit. Um, what do you want to see overall from, from the team and, and maybe from Tanner himself? I just think continue with the consistency. You know, um, you're obviously in somebody else's place. You're going somewhere to play. Those games, it's not uncommon to have lulls for, you know, like the middle of the second quarter or if things don't start out the way you want and the other team gets things going. You know, that can happen. I just think, hey, stay consistent. No matter what the situation is, even if you get up by 20 points early, don't take the pedal off the middle, right? Like, let's just keep this thing going. Focus on yourself. Focus on the type of football team you want to be. This could be a situation where all of a sudden, boom, the team's up 21 nothing. Well, don't in the second quarter not put any points up on the board. If you're up 21 to nothing, put your foot on there, bro, to finish them off by halftime, right? Like, that's what I want to see from this team. Because if you want to run the table at the end of the season, if you want to be the type of team that can go up to Logan or go into Missouri and stop them, be that team this week. And just from the get-go, be consistent no matter what happens. That's, that's what I want to see. I'd love to be able to turn the TV off in the third quarter because it, we, we got this thing handled and I can go play catch with my kids. That's just my wife lets them stay up that late, of course. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I want to see. Let me turn the TV off in the third quarter because, you know what, Things are going, and you're showing me the type of team that is going to run the table in November. You're benefiting because you live on the West Coast, so it, it won't be too late for you. But if you're, <laughs> you're living in New York, man, I don't, I don't know if the wife would be good with you playing catch at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, there's probably not a lot of people that are going to be watching it. Maybe those diehard BYU fans, which I know <laughs> there are, they're, they're going to be watching it. But. Awesome. Great stuff, John. We appreciate the time, as always. Thanks, John. All right, yep, you're welcome. We'll see you guys. BYU quarterback great John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline your financial future. He brought up the word consistency a couple of times, and he says that he feels, <clears throat> excuse me, he feels like this BYU team has done enough, they have shown enough through the eight games, that he doesn't expect a letdown from BYU against a team like San Jose State. And I'm not saying there's going to be a letdown. I'm saying that there's a chance, there's just a small chance that BYU does not come fully locked and loaded in this game and makes it closer than it needs to be. Because anything under a two-point game, in my mind... You're, you're, you're missing out on those style points that you want for a game like this. A two-point t- two game or a two-score game? Two-score game. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Sorry. wait, you, wait, wait. You're saying that BYU can win by three? Uh, you know what okay? I mean. Yeah, two-score game. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> by two scores, I mean touchdowns, hey, not, just, not field goals. I'm just obviously. clarifying. I'm just clarifying. <laughs> BYU and San Jose State, is it a trap game? You decide, send in your responses. Up next, what's the chance BYU doesn't score their pinnacle of 24 on Friday? BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Listen, here's your chance to spend a hoops game day with the BYU Sports Nation crew. Okay. Come in studio to watch the show live, have lunch with Spencer and Jerem, and hang out with the guys. Jerem's buying. (laughs) They're going to prepare for the BYU hoops game. It's going to be awesome. All you need to do is create a sign that includes a BYU Sports Station mention. Then take a picture of you and your sign at a BYU Hoops game and post it to Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN for your chance to win. Get her done. You can also take pictures in your home as you're watching the games on BYU TV. Whatever. Just be creative. Have a chance to come and hang out what with a, us. Would a picture of a game count? I don't know. I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> or yeah. I, I, don't I like, know. You know me. I like to bend the rules yeah, a little bit. I know you do. You know. <laughs> the mustache. My, my mustache painted on my oh. finger. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> That's, that might be the greatest surprise of the show today. Thanks. The finger mustache. You, had, you couldn't let it go. You had to shave, but you couldn't let that little thing go. Yeah. You know, you, you got to hold on to what you got. You know what you need to do? At some point, you need to put on that conductor hat, that engineer hat. And flash the mustache so he can get it <laughs> all aboard with my mustache. Yes, we will be sending that out on our Twitter account at BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. As reported yesterday, Adam Hine missed a couple of practices earlier this week, but it was not specifically due to his injury. Hine was excused from practice for dental school interviews. Dude's got some business to take care of, and he did practice yesterday. To me, that, that means that I still think that he's, he's recovering. I don't, I, don't, I don't expect to see him a lot this game. 14th-ranked BYU men's volleyball team takes on St. Mary's tonight. The game will be broadcast on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. BYU women's basketball also playing tonight at the Marriott Center. Exhibition game against Fort Lewis College. That game tips at 9 Eastern. Daniel Summerhays is tied for the 16th at the World Golf Championships. I'm so jealous. HSBC Championships tournament in Shanghai, China. Summerhays shot a four under in round one. It's time to play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Here's how it works for those new to the program. We throw out a scenario, a projection. Michael and I will establish a percent chance of that thing happening or not happening. Let's play. Number one. What's the chance BYU is held under 200 passing yards? I say 1%, and that 1% is only because BYU might run for 400 yards against a terrible rush defense tomorrow. If you run for a ton of yards, you don't need to throw the ball a ton. But I don't see any way that Tanner Mangum does not shred this pass defense because they haven't had to play against anybody that can legitimately throw the ball consistently. I say... 20% 20% chance that they are held under 200 passing that yards. That high? Here's why. This, is a, this team is ranked top passing. I know they haven't played a great passing team, but that doesn't take away the fact that they got good athletes on defense. So I can see, once again, I can see Tanner overlooking their defense a little bit. I think they're not going to be as good as they are. Maybe the receivers are too. They're going to be watching that Michigan game film. Corners are going to say, look, we press these guys hard. They're not going to get open. I see what you're doing. You're saying all of these things to motivate your former brethren on the BYU football team. <laughs> wink, I'm wink. I'm trying to help them out here. Number two. What's the chance BYU does not reach its pillar of 24 points versus San Jose State? Again, this is so low. One, again, zero percent yeah. chance. BYU will score 24 or more against San Jose State. I'm with you on that. There's, there, there's no way that they don't beat 24 points. No way. Whether it's through the air or on the ground, BYU is going to put up a lot of points. BYU will hit that pillar. 0% chance they do not score at least 24. Number three. What's the chance BYU is a top 25 team again after this weekend? Okay. Okay. I like this one. I say 50%. BYU is ranked in the top 25 after this weekend. There are some factors that play into this. You mentioned style points, Michael. BYU needs to win impressively on Friday night to get noticed because it's not going to be on an ESPN network, so there won't be a ton of people watching that late. But if they win impressively and that score shows up in the box score, BYU you know, wins 50 to 14 or something, that looks good. It looks good. They're 7-2. and two. 
voters will give them a shot. Also, Toledo, a ranked team, 21st, I believe, this week, or 20 or something like that, they already lost this week. They're no longer unbeaten. So those teams start to cannibalize each other between the 20 and 25 spots. BYU benefits from that after they beat San Jose State. Do we know where BYU is at right now? 28, three spots out of the top 25. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say a little bit less than 50. I'm going to say 30%, and here's why. Because if, if BYU isn't able to pull off a huge, huge victory, I, I'm, not, I'm saying BYU is going to win this game, but it has to be by a ton of points, ton of style points, to be able to, to have a chance of moving into the top 25. And you need some teams ahead of you to lose as well. And Yeah, so, so there, there's a lot that goes into play. Um, I'm not saying BYU isn't a top 25 team, but just the way the rankings work out, there's a lot that goes into play to have them move in there. So 30% chance on that. Okay, maybe we'll split the difference and go 40%. Fair enough? Yeah, high, high five. five. Okay, number four. What's the chance BYU Hoops does not get a single-digit seat in the NCAA tournament this season, Spencer? Please, I thought we established this yesterday. I went on record. Do I need to do it again? I don't, I don't know if I want to see okay, this again. Okay, I'm all right. You're, you're a little uh, too we'll extreme save on this. It. We'll save it. I did it yesterday. I'm on the tourney train, baby. BYU, as of November 4th yesterday... Will get into the NCAA tournament 100% and be a single-digit seed. This team's going to win at least 27 games. This team is going to be good, and they will benefit from having a post-presence and Kyle Collinsworth and senior experience back with Chase Fisher. BYU, single-digit seat in the NCAA tournament 100%. Do you want your goggles and your your tourney train hat? I don't need them goggles, man. Spencer, listen, dude. I I love BYU hoops. I'm I'm one of the biggest fans out there. Ever since I first came to BYU, I watched Jimmer Fredette play. I've gone to most of their games. I I, I love it. This year, though, you got Kyle Collinsworth. Who's your other guy? Chase Fisher. Has he proven himself? Yes, last year he had, the, he, put up? he had the second best three point Can shooting carry the team? season in BYU history. Can he history? be a Jimmer Fredette or Tyler Haas type scorer? He doesn't I love need to Chase be that Fisher. Guy. All respect to the man, but you, you need a star like that if you want to be a single digit seed in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> they were an 11 seed last year with the same with team. With Tyler Haas. Oh my goodness. The, the, the biggest and scorer. And no big guys. And no big guys. They had no big guys last year. Uh, they had no post scoring last year. None. Okay. That will change this year. Let's, let's just wait and see. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let, let's just let them do the talking on the court. Number five. What's the chance Spencer puts his hair where his mouth is and oh shaves boy. his head if the turning prediction is wrong? Yeah. No. I like this no, one. No, I'm not putting this my hair one. on the line. Come on. Come on. Because then people would be rooting for BYU not to be a single digit seed to make the tournament so that I would have to shave my no, head. Oh, they would. Yes, they would. They it would put your hair it above the team. The optimism no. that I am putting out there. Look, BYU's fan base, they're true blue. They, they want the team to win. They're not going to put you shaving your head over that. Exactly. 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 So, so do the bet. Let's see it. <laughs> put your money where no, your mouth is. No, no, because if they don't, then. I have to shave my head. That again, it contradicts optimism. Well, what happened to Chase Fisher? Chase Fisher is awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Is San Jose State a trap game for BYU football? I love it. It's good to have you here, dude. Good time. Flash the mustache again with your finger. Okay. <laughs> Turny train. Up next, Cozy Burnett, always entertaining from BYU women's volleyball, joins us in studio. 
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Michael Alisa live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of our show live, catch BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tonight on BYU TV, it's the 14th ranked BYU women's volleyball team hosting St. Mary's at 9 p.m. Eastern. Watch us, Jerem Jordan and Amy Gant. Have the call on BYU TV. I will be watching from San Jose, California, and I will be watching closely the young lady that we are interviewing right now for the second time, it seems like, in just a few weeks, Cozy Burnett. Welcome back to Studio B. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I know that we have to get to the karma testimonial at some point. (laughs) Okay. But first, out of sheer morbid curiosity, because you're a fun, big personality, (laughs) what was your Halloween costume? Oh, my gosh. I am so proud of it. You guys have no idea. I was a velociraptor. Yeah. Wait, no. like, like Jim Carrey style? No, no, no. Like, okay, blue from uh, Jurassic World. You are I was a, blue. Do you have a picture of this? Okay. Yeah, I mean, kind of. You like, need to tweet this. Okay, yeah, tweet I'll this tweet out. you because it was awesome. And then my boyfriend was Owen. So we were like alpha beta i was a i had this sick tail let me tell you i didn't make it but i supervised it being made i went and got in and out for the girl who was making it she's just this domestic goddess and i'm not okay but it was it was awesome i knew i knew this would be a good yeah. question yeah no it was so good and just I so was, everybody knows i did not talk to you about halloween at no all, right? we did not <laughs> This is authentic, one hundred percent. I'm so je- Owen. That's that's what I should have been. Yeah, I, I had like a boy crush on him after I watched that movie. And his <laughs> rifle? No, his See, rifle. Yeah, you know in no, the movie. Yeah. I, went, I actually went and got that rifle. My, Michael's Michael's costume <laughs> was pretty good too. You wore you wore a red Netflix T-shirt and were carrying a bag of ice, and so you you were Netflix and chill. Yep. <laughs> and like every time, I, everywhere uh, I went the whole night, Netflix and chill. And I was like. That's right. That is chill. Funny. A perfect bachelor costume. Thanks. Right? <laughs> Thanks. Right? You gotta, you gotta do, I'll pull out all the stuff. When you graduate from BYU without getting married, you gotta try it. You, go. <laughs> you gotta so do all that you can, right? Hey, Cozy, you have a homework assignment from us. You need okay. to tweet us a picture of your Halloween costume. Okay, I will. We need to see this so that we can give it to the masses. Okay, perfect. Now that it's been explained. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, now on to the volleyball. After you came on the show, just saying, that's for Jerem Jordan. <laughs> You had a career high in kills. Awesome match. And you tweeted right after, the karma is real. (laughs) Please share with everyone your testimonial of the BYU Sports Nation karma. It's it is real. I can just feel it. It's right now. Because we're giving it to you again right now. (laughs) Hear it. The Gregorian chant is going. Oh wow. It's just magical. Oh, it was a super fun game, you know. It was just great to play loose and you know, everyone just was themselves, so it was fun. It was when a great did you game. first think about it in the match? Where you're like, huh? I don't. When, did, when did you make the connection? I don't think I did, honestly. Like, I'm just, I just kind of play. Uh huh. And then afterwards, I'll be like, oh, like that was fun. It was. Or, it was the, the light bulb <laughs> yeah, moment. After I was like, like mm-hmm. you know, it was all Spencer. So okay, well, we're we I just thought. gave it to you again. Oh, oh, oh. It, it was. I'm sorry. It was not Spencer. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You give, you give him it too was, much credit. Just I, mostly I Spencer, Michael. Just mostly. Are you it's the like, welder of the karma? You <laughs> <laughs> should have a hammer or a, a knife. Not a knife. Oh a sword. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, like, knight. Okay, well, 
you're going to play well against St. Mary's tonight, so just okay. prepare yourself for that. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm feeling it. BYU 9-2 and two in West Coast Conference play. You swept San Diego, the 23rd-ranked team in the country, again. Six sets against San Diego. You won them all. Okay? So what is it right now that makes BYU Volleyball the team to beat in the West Coast Conference? We are super focused. It's awesome. It's super great to play with this team because we are all – just have this one goal and we're all just working every day to get better and improve and we're starting to really gel and just get you know that connection going and so it's awesome it's fun to kind of just roll over teams just because we have <laughs> such a we're just so driven and we're you know we just go and we're like hey this is it's business you know it's awesome so it's super fun yeah okay I've always liked rolling over teams. I was just going to say, Michael got a big grin on his face. It like, feels good. It's fun to just dominate teams. It's pretty cool just to it's fun destroy to Oh, San Diego is an unbelievable team. Oh, they're, they're top 25. Uh, oh, yeah. They're remarkable. So, you know, that was great to just go in and just be like, hey, let's let's do this. And yeah. it was awesome. So so you guys are rolling right now. What, what do you think you guys need to do to, to up the ante a little bit, to, to get a little better? Get you to that next level. Yeah, I just think it's the same thing. Like, we just have to come in every day at practice, and I know every day I need to get better. I have two two or three things that I'm like, hey, this is – I'm going to get better today. <laughs> or I will cry, and <laughs> I won't cry. But um, just like – Inside. Yeah, inside I'll, I will be very frustrated. <laughs> but, yeah, every day we're all just coming in like, okay, what do I need to do? And so it's been good, and it's- I think that's just what we need to keep doing. I'm guessing it's a challenge to manage expectations given what BYU has done in the recent past in women's volleyball. Three straight trips to the Sweet 16, going to the national championship game last year. Is this team at a point now, mentally, where anything less than the Sweet 16 would be a disappointment? Um, honestly, I think we're just taking it one game at a time. And I know you guys hate that answer, but that's honestly how it is. Just because... Every game, the next game is that's what that's what the most important. You know, St. Mary's tonight is going to be a huge game for us because we need to get better, and they're in our way of what we want to accomplish. And uh, so I think, you know, we're just kind of like, hey, whatever game, whoever we're playing next, that is the most important And because we just have a goal. And so that's just kind of what we're doing. But That leads me to my next question was, uh, so if, if the next game is – an easy opponent. You know what a trap game is? No, please. Uh, yeah, so, so a trap game is is when, when you're facing somebody who you're supposed to just dominate, and th- there's a chance of them what, sneaking up on you and, and surprising you a yes, little bit. Yes, right? yes. Mm-hmm. So, so h- how do you avoid falling to a trap game? Yeah, how do you avoid overlooking oh, an opponent? Right. Yeah, yeah. I think... For us, I know our coaches have done an awesome job because we go into every game with the same mindset. We have the same amount of film on every team, and we are super prepared. And so we just go in, and we know that, honestly, St. Mary's is an awesome team. They have a lot of really young girls that are that are really kind of growing into these new spots. And, so, and we get everyone's best game. And so we just know that no matter what, we just have to do us. <clears throat> Cozy Burnett with us in Studio B of 14th-ranked BYU Women's Volleyball. They host St. Mary's tonight. The Cougars in first place in West Coast Conference play, trying to get to 10-2. and two. I, First of all, your coach, Heather Olmstead, would be very proud of you for, for dodging the big questions. Okay? Like, <laughs> one game at a time. 
What it is, the next opponent, she she's thrilled. Right now, I guarantee she has a smile on her face. She's listening. She says, yes. And that's the focus that passed. you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you have passed that test. Yes. Extra karma for you. Speaking of Heather, what's the most, what's the most emotional moment you have seen from her? Because she's so even keel. Like, she does not get she super is. high, super low. What's the most emotional you've seen her in a game situation this year? Um, oh, I'm trying to think. And that that can be upset or or you know very I, very happy. <laughs> I know when we first beat um, UNC, we have a video of our coaches' reactions, and it is so funny because Heather just goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then Dave goes with like a Tiger Woods just. I don't even know, or just, I don't even know, the but it was just, pump? the yeah. fist just right here. It was so funny, and I know that we watched that video over and over again, and when I know, uh, sometimes I'll do something really good, and uh, kind of my spot on the court is right where Heather stands, and she'll be like, Cozy, that was good, and she'll like, give me a high five, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Heather, like, oh, cool. She's <laughs> not overly emotional, so She's yeah, really... when, when you get the high five, it's like, wow, yeah. that was... I'm like, I did something really good. Oh, I was like, okay. You know I can relate to that with Bronco Ben and Hall being uh, my coach for five years. I yeah. saw him I saw him give you a bear hug after the Texas game. Oh my yeah, I went home and I cried inside <laughs> and outside after that. I was like, what just happened? I got to cry. I didn't cry, but that's fantastic. Okay, it's okay. We'll end with this question, Cozy. What's what's better as a volleyball player? A big kill, like an amazing swing and just huge hit, or a big block? Um uh, me personally, I think getting a kill is way better because I'll get blocked and I'll be like, that, you didn't even do anything good. That was just my fault. Like, I can. So for me, getting a kill, I'm just like, yeah, that's what's up. But if I, and if I get a block, you know, I'll just, you know, think like, yeah, I just owned you. But I know when I get blocked, I'm like, you didn't even do anything good. Like, that was just my fault. So I think, I think getting a kill is more fun personally. But if you ask Whitney, I'm sure she's going to say getting a block. So, because that's what she does like 15 times, 20,000 times a game. So, good for her. I always love calling volleyball highlights. Like when I was a sportscaster on local news, just because you could say funny things like talk to the hand. And that was what I was thinking of the whole time. Like, like you're killing, like, talk to the hand. Okay. Yes. Yes. I love the like, attitude. Like, that wasn't even you. <laughs> Well, not bad. <laughs> Cozy, great to have you with us. Thanks so much, you guys. This BYU fun. St. Mary's tonight on BYU TV. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student-athletes, including Cozy Burnett, are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Up next, we'll put a bow on the show with the Cougar Whip Around. And Michael might flash his finger mustache one more time uh-huh. for all of you to enjoy. <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Adam Hine missed the first couple of practices earlier this week, but it was not due to injury. Hine was excused from practice for dental school interviews. Hine is expected to play tomorrow versus San Jose State. Volleyball. 14th ranked BYU hosts St. Mary's tonight. Cozy Burnett has the karma you need to watch. Game will be broadcast on BYU TV 9 p.m. Eastern. Women's basketball. The BYU women's hoops team is in action tonight at the Marriott Center in an exhibition game versus Fort Lewis College. Game tips at 9 p.m. Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays of tied for 16th at the World Golf Championships HSBC Champions Tournament in Shanghai, China. 
Summer, he shot a four under in round one. Quiet now. Michael? Cross country. BYU freshman Dallin Farnsworth has been named WCC Freshman of the Year. Yeah. Way to go, Tennis. The women's tennis team begins play today in the USTA Collegiate Clay Court Championships at the University of Central Florida. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Cozy Burnett. She was fantastic. Raptor costume. That was awesome. Utilizing the karma how it needed to be. The attitude. That was fantastic. Check that out on Twitter if you want to get a picture of that costume. Well thought out. And I guess Alexa Gray helped her with her hair. Yeah, it was a team effort. A team effort. Is San Jose State a trap game for BYU football? Why or why not? Continue to send in your responses at Trevor Linton with our elite tweet of the day. He says, not trappy for us, but will be crappy for them. <laughs> Mark my words. Hey, I know that guy. No, no way, San Jose. <laughs> Thanks to all of our guests. Show on demand, iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Michael and Spencer, shout out to Heather Olmstead. We're back to work tomorrow.